a Kia SUV is capable of taking you far. But when you use it locally to help your community, you go even further. Whether that's carrying cargo, bringing your team with you, ready, or navigating new terrain. Power up your capability with the right Kia SUV. Do more with the Kia Sportage, Kia Telluride, Kia Sorento, or Kia Seltos. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Midlife Mail Podcast, a podcast designed to help men maximize middle age and live healthier, wealthier, stronger, and happier. I am Greg Scheinman, and I'm inviting you to join the thousands of men who listen each week, receive my Midlife Mail newsletter, and are committed to making this next phase of life our best phase. If you have not yet downloaded my No BS Guide to Maximizing Midlife, where I break down the three principles to maximizing middle age and taking back some of that shit you've given up, head on over to midlifemail.com forward slash no BS guide. Guys are loving these three principles to maximizing middle age, and you can download your copy today at midlifemail.com forward slash no BS guide. Hey guys, Greg Scheinman here. It is Midlife Mail Podcast time. So this week, doing something a little bit different. My man Doug Elks reached out to me uh, a couple weeks ago since we got back from high-performance lifestyle training in New York. Doug is an exceptional young man. He has got a great podcast out there. He's a former college basketball player, tremendous athlete. Uh, and he asked for a little bit of my time. And I was super happy to give him the time, of course, out there. And this was supposed to be kind of a little short conversation, a little Q&A, some questions about kind of business, podcast, monetization, all of that. And it quickly turned into a much bigger conversation. It turned more into a coaching session. It turned into a dialogue. It turned into, you know, really just a sharing of ideas and thoughts and process and experience and had a lot of fun with it and found myself pretty fired up, pretty motivated, pretty inspired and energized by it. And just asked him like, Hey, what if we just shared this? Let me just put it out there because I think a lot of guys have these questions. I think a lot of guys are afraid to ask the questions and entrepreneurship is lonely and business and life at any age and stage can be lonely. And when you are scared and apprehensive and vulnerable and looking for your, for your voice and to create and to find opportunities and to enhance them. You can just get people to talk to you and help you and provide you some feedback and some advice, and even just to be a sounding board. That stuff's hard to come by. It's often hard to to get over your own fears and sometimes ego or uncertainty to even ask out there. So we covered a lot of this stuff um, in our talk, which turned out to be... 
over an hour, frankly. And I wanted to give it to you straight. I wanted to give it to you real, unedited, raw, with everything there. Um, I haven't even listened to it back totally to know whether there's stuff we should take out. <laughs> you know, certain things I said, maybe I shouldn't say. I don't know in that regard. But it's all good, whatever it is, let the chips fall where they may. But what I do hope you take away from this, I do hope you take away that anything and everything you want in life, it exists out there. You can find it. You can find the people. You can find the purpose. You can find the process. And ultimately, you can find the payoff. You just have to be willing to continue to put in the work. Just start. Get going. It's not going to happen overnight. Yes, there are. there is advice and there is mentorship and there is coaching and there's opportunity to work and engage and invest in people along with yourself that can help save you time and money and energy and resources and add more value, but they are not going to eliminate the work that you must do behind the scenes when nobody is watching. They are not going to eliminate all of the journey, all of the obstacles, all of the time. So when you look at these people that seem to be out ahead, take a step back for a second. They're not ahead of you. You're just not there yet. They started earlier. You're starting now or from wherever you are. Run your own race. No shortcuts, no excuses. So with that, I wanted to share this conversation with Doug Elks with you today. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you see and find and hear value in this, if any of this lands with you, if you are struggling with any of the same things that we talked about, reach out to me, greg at midlifemail.com. I am happy to set up a call with you guys, see if I can be helpful, add value to you as well. Follow me on Instagram, at Greg Scheinman. If you DM me there or make comments, I always respond. Get after it. Yeah, I mean, I guess first and foremost, also, let me ask you. what would be most helpful and impactful, you think, to you? Um, you know, kind of on, on what... Fill me in a little bit on where you're at and kind of what your goals are, you know, and what you're you're trying to do. And then maybe I can kind of weave in like where, you know, where I'm at and kind of where I'm headed to. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, so I played college basketball at Western Carolina University. I graduated in 2021 um, with a double degree in management and marketing. So really, you know, love the opportunity to learn a lot more about business and kind of do that. During my career, my undergrad, I started a movement called Ambition in Mind, the acronym AIM. Really, just at the time, it wasn't a business. It wasn't like it's supposed to be a for-profit um, organization. It was literally just to put out positive content, positive message. Um, I was doing a podcast before starting that movement. And so once we started, I, I rebranded the podcast I was doing to the AIM podcast. So that's been a pillar uh, of what we do. And then we dropped some merch. I don't want to get into the world of you know trying to scale a clothing line. So we'll, we'll have some shirts and hoodies available. But the main premise is like I would like to do more events um, with that platform, I'd like to do, you know, scale the podcast. I think the podcast is something I've found to really enjoy. And um, it's been a really cool tool outside of, you know, obviously the value that you you receive from the conversation that you can then share with your audience, but also just the networking element and kind of what it's done from a like a 
really a networking standpoint and, and a relationship building standpoint, it's I found it much easier to communicate and, and interact with someone that you don't know super well to, to get them on your podcast versus just like, hey, I'd like to connect just to connect. It's like kind of a it's a cool way to kind of bring them in the circle without having to ask super too much and then trying to find ways to also bring them value, whether it's you know doing a giveaway with their product or helping them, you know, making intros to people in our, you know, that I've met or whatever to help them. So that's been really cool. I'd love to like focus on scaling that and figure out more ways that we can grow that, that community, um, which I'm sure you could bring, bring value to. And then outside of that, um, my main job is I work with a, a company in the health and fitness space playbook, which is a tech company. We build apps. We built Brian Maza's app, Nick Bear's app, yeah. Demi Bagby, um, which is amazing. And I love working with them. Um, but I also love kind of the entrepreneurial you know, pathway. And so I've also started a small consulting company called D team, um, which is my initials where I've worked with um, a couple of brands just to help them with community, help them with, you know, connecting them with influencers, different things like that. So in an ideal world, I would love to kind of help businesses grow and then simultaneously kind of consult in that way, but also scale the podcast, scale that movement, try to do more in-person events um, through aim. Very, very cool. Okay. Um, yeah, quite a, quite a bit to unpack there, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of ambition, a lot of execution. Um, no, really, really good stuff. Um, you know, look, first, first and foremost, I a hundred percent agree with you on, on the podcast side, you know, to an extent that's, you know, that's something I've done for a while now in regards to, I mean, in several business, I, and I'll back this up a little bit, but the idea of using content, you know, to add value, to create networking opportunities, build connection, and ultimately, you know, lead to business is, is kind of a model that I've utilized for, for a long period of time. Um, you know, I started out in the film and entertainment business in New York. I was with Miramax Films for years, um, produced a few features that were out there, you know, did pretty well for a little while. Um, sold my, my production company one of my smaller production company, like a lifetime ago. Um, and then built up another sports video production company called Team Baby Entertainment, which I had licenses and deals with all the major leagues, NCAA and uh, NBA, NFL, like all of them. And we did, you know, a large amount of, of children's sports related DVDs that were all licensed by the league and by the teams and matched a bunch of celebrities to all their, their favorite projects. So Ben Affleck did my Red Sox DVD, Mark Cuban did my Mavericks DVD. Like, I mean, it was everybody down, down oh. the line in there. Um, Ultimately, you kind of sold that off and, and then kind of that, that market imploded as nobody owns DVDs or anything else you know, like that anymore. And we kind of missed the virtual bandwagon in there. So, so live and learn. Um, and then I had invested in an insurance and risk management company at, kind of at the inception of like consumer products, like where consumer products goods were really taken off. Um, and I joined a firm down here in Houston, which was like 15 years ago. Um, invested in that firm. And I kind of headed up, you know, basically if you could eat it, drink it and work out with it, anything related to media, marketing, entertainment, consumer products, goods, all the fun shit that I like to do. You know, it was kind of to build up that practice of, of, of the firm. But to your point, you know, one thing I did there is I created a television show because I knew how to make shit. Um, and I would interview all of the top entrepreneurs and risk takers, you know, all over the place. And that led to just like you were talking about, very organic, very authentic connections. And I did 28 episodes for PBS television and I hosted it and booked all the guests. Um, you know, what I learned from that was, holy shit, like 
you can actually build a business like this. You can really build a seven plus figure business like this. You know, 70, 80% of the people that came on that show either ended up becoming clients of the firm or referring me, you know, to other people within their network that could ultimately become clients. And, and what you get by that is you really kind of get value and you add value because you get to know these people better than a lot of the people that are doing business with them. Mm-hmm. You understand what they're struggling a better interviewer. You're asking good questions. You're adding value. They're learning about you. So I really enjoyed that process, um, but ultimately transitioned out of television into podcast because that's the more that's the medium of choice. You know, the barrier to entry is even lower. Production costs are lower. You can do more of them, and that led to um, what was originally, you know, the risk takers podcast. You know, which is what I um, and kind of like you. What ended up happening is the conversations transcended business. They became much more personal. You know? They became much more um, family, fitness, finance, food, fashion, fun, like what became my six Fs. And it also became pretty much just men, because you know? you know, middle-aged men specifically, because that's where I am. So did that rebrand into the Midwife Mail podcast, um, and new, which also became a newsletter, which has now become a book, which will be out in like November pre-sales, I think, start on the 30th of, of July. Um, and this kind of midlife male movement, which is now 200 episodes you know, of the podcast deep, unbelievable um, guests and men that have come on, you know, 15 plus thousand people listening and, and reading every single week, which led to a one-on-one you know, coaching business that I now work with men across the country. Um, we did our first group you know, coaching session and really now what's happening is, is kind of further developing midlife mail into the premier digital media platform for middle-aged men and the brands that are trying to reach them. Because what we're seeing is it's a highly sought after demographic. Uh, nobody really is playing in that lane, quite frankly, we're at the front of that lane and finding, you know, young jacked influencers, you know, not a problem. Okay. Finding, you know, men, even and women, you know, that are maximizing middle age, if you will, is very, very appealing to brands. Mm -hmm. Um, And these guys that are hitting middle age, late 30s, looking around the corner, seeing 40 and are afraid of it, or guys that are right smack in the middle of their crisis, or that have come out of it. um, They want to know, you know, they want to know what are the best products? What are the best experiences? Who are the best trainers? What are the things, you know, what should I put on my body? What should I put in my body? Where should I go? Who should I be listening to? How do you do it? Married with kids and overhead and this, stay in shape and eat in there. Um, so, you know, that's where I'm heads down and laser focused right now on, on scaling, you know, scaling the brand of midlife male to help as many guys as possible maximize this next phase of their life. So I retired from my insurance business. We sold the firm at the end of 2020. And this is what I do, you know, full time right now. So that's, you know, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Dude, that's awesome. Congrats. Congrats on all of that. That's, that's super cool stuff. Thank you. You, you as well. Um, So yeah, look, you know, how can we help one another? How can we add value? How can I help you? Yeah, no, I mean, likewise, like I'd love to help you as well. I mean, I think for me right now, what I'm really trying to get and understand is, is the podcasting world. Like we've had some really cool guests, Boss Everline, Kevin Hart's trainer, Josh Bridges, David Meltzer, um, Tori Boggs, Nick Simmons. We've had some really cool people, 
Um, and then Nick's coming on, but I, I just, I think where I'm struggling right now is getting the downloads up. And I don't know if that, that you know, where I'm, where I'm missing, maybe I'm in my mind, I'm like, dude, we're getting amazing people. These guys are cool. People want to hear these people talk. It's not about me. People want to hear these, these people, these interviews. Yeah. Um, how can I, how can I grow this audience? How can I bring more people into this thing? And then obviously I'm sure with, with a higher download number, the monetization of this would make more sense for brands to invest into the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's, listen, it's a great question. Um, and I don't have a, unfortunately, I don't have a great answer. You know, my wheelhouse is not really in the, in the technical back end of this. It's actually something I'm looking to, to learn more of myself and, and maybe invest a little bit deeper to say, okay, you know, where I've been able to monetize to an extent is on the quality side versus the quantity side. Meaning, you know, don't have a huge listenership by virtue of like what some of the top podcasts and everything have out there. However, um, where I've been able to do is because my niche is so narrow and focused, the brands want product in the hands of the guys that come on. You know, there's been other collaborations and opportunities for me to add value within those companies or brands and speak to them, you know, from the perspective of a 50 year old guy. You know? And they don't have the perspective of a 50 year old guy, you know, that's that's out there. So they're saying the other side of it is really the coaching business where, you know, look, if I can coach 10 guys at a time at the rates that I charge, that's all I really need. That's all I really have the bandwidth in a way for. So yeah. you're back to kind of the, the scalability. Now, as I kind of go through another incarnation and upgrade my website and redo kind of, you know, create, are looking to, you know, launch YouTube, you know, and, and create, I'm learning like what kind of content these guys like, you know, longer form content, a little bit more storytelling, um, the how versus the why, you know, there's a lot on find your why and find your purpose, but like, again, I can only speak to my land. Like, like when you're right smack in middle age, it's like, like, I already fucking know my why. I know I want to quit my job and follow my passion. I just don't know how, right? Tell me how to do it when it costs me $30,000 a month to live. And I make 27, you know, like I'm just fucking chasing my tail, man. Like I can't, you know, like, so we're diving into some other, some other areas, but what I am looking to do is I'm looking to find people right now to help me answer the question that you just asked. You know, where do I make an investment? How does this work? How do I grow the audience? You know, again, quality in a way over quantity. How do I become the number one podcast for middle-aged men, you know, and the brands that want to reach them? Maybe that's only a hundred thousand people. I don't fucking know, you know, but maybe a hundred thousand is enough, you know, because again, it's a hundred thousand guys all between 35 and 55, all making over six and, you know, six and seven figures a year. Okay, that maybe sells that. What I'm finding is that sells saunas, you know, that sells cold plungers, you know, big ticket items. That sells $10,000 weekend experiences. Very different from selling like $2, you know, like yep. electrolytes, you know, in a way. So right. just kind of, you know, just kind of continuing to, to dive in and learn. And I'm trying actually even to book guests that help me answer those questions too, or also have, have bigger followings, you know? Hey, let's not do this on my Instagram with 92,000 followers. Let's do this live on your Instagram, you know? Like with 200,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Like let's, let me see what we can try to leverage. Let me see what happens, you know, there. I imagine there are places to invest in terms of, Hey, I could throw some money at the at the problem too. Whether it's search engine optimization, whether it's podcast marketing, whether it's, I mean, right now in that regard, I haven't invested anything into those areas. 
at all. So I know there's opportunity for the newsletter to grow and reach more people. Do I move it over to like Substack or something like that? You know, do I tie in and start contributing content to other newsletters or, or properties that have bigger followings in hopes of moving some over? You know, same with, can I guest on more podcasts with bigger audiences and talk about my own? Like you, I'm in a similar position. I think we've gotten great guests, amazing evergreen stories that are out there. Mm -hmm. Should we be re-editing them, cutting them up into smaller pieces? Maybe there should be, instead of one big podcast a week, maybe I should have the one podcast. And I'm thinking about like two or three more midlife male moments, you know, like small shit that goes up. Like, hey, here's a 10 or 15 minute episode on fitness. And it's a fitness tip from 10 of my guests. Huh? Yeah, that's cool. A minute each, you know, stuff like on all of the six Fs, like, hey, if you listen on Monday, you're going to get food. If you listen on Tuesday, you're going to get fashion. If you listen on, and they're just tips, you know, from, from all these guys. And can I start asking those questions during the podcast to get the answers I need to create that content? Mm. Like, hey, at the end, I need to ask you a question on all six of these topics. Like, you know, Give me a fitness tip, you know, and actually give me a fashion to give me something. And then you just build a library, you know, of material on those subjects. You know, so I'm still experimenting too. Yeah. Um, but I do think like you got to have a lane, you got to have a niche, and I'm learning that is different from everybody else out there in a way. Like if you're right. just, a, if you're just, getting the same guys who make the podcast rounds and they're saying the same thing. And it's another, let's say podcast or newsletter. This is just what I'm, like, you know, on leadership, you know, or on performance or on sales, you know, or just on fitness. It's harder now than it ever was to really kind of bust out because everybody and their fucking mother has a podcast. And so many of these guys that are also successful, like, They'll go on every single one of them because they have the time right now. Like that, that's kind of like what they do. You know, yeah. they become super successful. They have big, a lot of people in their company running everything. And their job is really just carry the torch. Just keep telling the story. Mm -hmm. So you're the 20th guy that's interviewed so-and-so. And I'm like, I no, like I turn that shit down all the time. I don't want this guy who's been on 10 podcasts sending me his talking points about what he wants to talk about and get his like no interest. You want to talk about what I want to talk about to the audience that I'm kind of serving. You don't want the questions in the advance advance. You want to go off the cuff. You want to get deeper. You want to get real. Like, yeah, you want to, you got to say something here that you haven't said anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Not my job to get it out of you or by the way, I'm just going to get somebody else. It's a big fucking world. Mm. But I think the way to stand out again is not to, you know, you need some of the marketable guys or some of the names, but like, Hey, like what could Doug bring that nobody's heard before? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's kind of just the way I, you know, I view it. I look for guys like, yeah, like I'll have Jacob on after high performance lifestyle and he's great. And we're getting to know each other and I'll, you know, but like I'm looking for the outliers also. I'm looking for like the 50 year old entrepreneur CEO that nobody's ever heard of before. You're like, holy fuck, that guy's got a hundred million dollars. Like, let me, like, let me talk about how he built his like trash collection business, you know, like, I'm talking about like, like what's really glamorous. Like what's really glamorous is that nobody knows about this guy and he's a yeah. fucking mogul, you know? Yeah. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And he skis a hundred days a year and he surfs a hundred days a year. And he's like, like, and he's a husband and he's a father. You know what I mean? Like, like find your space. You know? Like yeah. to be known for something. I like I just think that's super cool. Like you think Mazda, you go, okay, high performance. Got it. Okay. Like, what is Brian's definition of high performance? Okay. Like, got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's in the lane? You know, like cane footwear. Like, okay, you know exactly what they do. You know, like, like the 25th electrolyte company. I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I was interested in the first couple, like, but I'm not interested in you guys looking like you're just kind of chasing after like, oh, like BCAAs are out. Electrolytes are in. Let's do electrolytes now. Like, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so essentially, kind of going back on the podcast, the the monetization of it and, and how you can leverage it. Like you've almost used it as almost like a top of the sales funnel kind of tactic to bring more clients in the door to like benefit other services or things that you're offering. Just using that as kind of like a just a big way to draw people in. Yeah, look, it's advisory and it's consultative too. You know, look. It's, it's coaching clients for guys that are in similar positions that I was in. Hey, do I quit my job? Do I leave my job? How do I get back in shape? How do I reduce the drinking? How do I dress a little better? How do I stay fucking married, not have the affair, buy the yellow Porsche, be a good dad? Like that's the stuff I coach to, you know? So that's what I'm going after. So it, it's a way to draw those people in, you know, content wise. Secondly, it's advisory and consultative in terms of, again, conversations like this. I'm working with other guys who are like, hey, right now you've built, grown, scaled, and sold businesses. You know, how do I turn this into something right now? Okay. How do I go from here to here? You know, save me five years and $500,000. That's, you know, like, how do I say, okay. And what's enough in a way, or what, what's the goal? Like, do you have a year one goal or year two goal? Have we written your maximized action plan? Like, mm. where does this go, Doug? Okay, like, let's really sit down and quantify it. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. You got to have a playbook. You know? And now you got to execute the playbook. So what does year one look like? You know, year one for me was like, okay, I need 10 clients at $3,000 a month times, you know, that's three hours a day with one hour break in between times five days a week. Mm-hmm. In there, that's $30,000 a month times 12 months. That's $360,000 on X number of dollars of expense. Boom, that's year one. Now year two, can I take that up? Now I want 15 clients at $3,000 a month. That's still extra two clients a week Mm -hmm. in there times five days a week times 52 weeks a year. Now you're at 540,000. You're three, Mm 900,000. Now we're at 15 clients, but it's at $5,000 a month because we've been... Now, how many, you know, what does the audience growth need to look like? What are the metrics? Okay, if I've got 10,000 Instagram followers and I've got 15,000 reading the pond, and if I want to jump to these metrics, I better double because it's just a law of large numbers. More listeners, more readers, more followers, qualified ones in the demo equals more leads. More leads equals better conversion in there. Not every one of my clients is going to renew. So what's the steady flow? What kind of guests do I need to get there? What kind of product or brand do I want to align myself with? Hmm? By the way, can I take less coaching clients if I now have better brand deals? How do you get the better brand deals? Be authentic, be credible, prepare, consistent. Okay, what's the value? Oh. You know, so that's the stuff I'm working with entrepreneurs and, and businesses on also. 
which is again, how do we aggregate, curate, and eliminate absolutely, you know, the best moves for you? Take a look around. We're going to aggregate everything that's out there that you want. Then we're going to curate it down to the shit that matters. Then we're going to eliminate everything fucking else that doesn't matter. That's just busyness and noise and clear it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But again, what's, you know, what's the goal? Hey, if I could do this full time and I can work five hours a week, you know, do one episode a week, or whatever, make a hundred grand, like I'll be happy as can fucking be, you know, for the next couple of years. Or, you know, I'm not going to be happy until I get here. By the way, you're never going to be happy. Like we got to be happy during the journey, you know, not just the destination. You know, we get into a lot of that stuff, you know, too. But like, what are we trying to accomplish really? Hmm? One year, three years, three years, five years, beyond. What does this really become? Again, am I an apparel company? You know, or am I, you know, like, what does it stand for? In order to have somebody wear my logo or wear my message, it better stand for something. Mm-hmm. giving it away or am I selling it? Like giving it away might have more value than selling it to the right people. Mm-hmm. How are we positioning, you know, in that, you know, in where we want to want to play or by the way, is it just a distraction? Am I doing this just because everybody else does this? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do this. I should do this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's, yeah, that's just a lot of, you know, that's really a lot of what it's at. How do we make better choices? How do at least we make choices? What's our process to make a decision? And if it works, great. If it doesn't, what's our process to course correct, to pivot or to change? We got to do something. The point is we got to know what we're doing. <laughs> right. You can't be random. Random doesn't work. Yeah, your shots and throw some shit against the wall, but we're doing that with a purpose to kind of get data, get information, so that after we've thrown in a few things against the wall, we go, okay, that one's stuck. Boom, that's where we're going. And we gave it enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you know, that's that's what I do with my days, kind of right now. Mm-hmm. Is some of it is deeply personal with guys that are, you know, on the coaching side that it's personal, you know, about where they want to go. And on other sides, it's, it's, you know, it's a combination of personal and professional because you know, it's all connected. And for some, it's, you know, it's really kind of solely professional. And like, hey, I've just got to kind of figure some of this stuff out and I need a sounding board. You know, I need advice. I need a mentor. I need somebody that's, that's actually kind of been there. Just to, you know, listen, entrepreneurship is lonely. And it's the other Mm -hmm. lonely. It's lonely to get on a plane and to go interview somebody for an hour, you know, and like do it. It's lonely to be back there and edit this shit together or think about it or look around and everybody looks way out ahead, you know, like they have it all figured out. They don't. Feels like it looks like, but entrepreneurship is fucking tough. And yeah. everybody, including me, will throw up all over you and give all kinds, say all kinds of things. And you're just like, fuck, you can get completely paralyzed by that too. So, how do we pick a horse? Like, who do we listen to? And then again, drown everything else out because you can read books and listen to podcasts and talk to guys about like, all fucking day. And it also, like, but you can't do all of it. Mm-hmm. 
I talked to Maz about this. I've talked to a bunch of those guys. You'll get these guys in the pot. We can talk about it on your show, on my show too. It's like, you cannot pick this up and live everybody's life every day. You can't do it. I can't train like Maza, you know, travel like Brian Gallagher, okay? Eat like Jacob, you know? Wear this, wear. it's fucking exhausting. It's impossible. You know, the comparison, the keeping up with the Joneses, you know, that everybody's rainbow and unicorn lifestyle, it's fucking exhausting. And it's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It's not relatable. It might even seem aspirational, <laughs> but it's, it's also like super hard. Like there's, a, like there's no way I'm in competition with some 20 something year old guy who's not married, that doesn't have kids, okay? Doesn't have my overhead obligations, responsibilities, anything else at all. Not in competition with you. I can't keep up with that. I'm not necessarily even saying I want to per se. Right. But I may again. I may glean a few tips from you. I may like your style. I may grab a couple of workout tips from you. I may eventually want to hike that mountain or ride that trail, you know, that you were on when I'm in Colorado the next time or whatever. But like, it's not every fucking day for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of, I call it the over-indexing trap. And like, you just see a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, they fall victim to this over-indexing trap. Again, whether it's at work, you know, they think the measure of success is is, is salary and job and title. So they just over-index at work. That's where all their value is. You know, take they're going to die at their desk. You know, probably their health is suffering. You know, maybe drinking a little bit too much. Don't look all the best. But hey, they're fucking killing it at work. Hustle and grind 24-7. Again, you see some other guys are... Holy shit, that guy's like working out every day. He's riding bikes. He's living the dream. You know, he's all over the world. Something's missing there too, maybe. Again, he doesn't have a family, doesn't have kids. Again, it could be long, it could be lonely. You're only seeing the highlights. Maybe he's tapped out, you know, not making any real money. So you wake up 10 years from now and go, oh, this was fun. But now I don't want to be like a 40-year-old guy by myself, you know? traveling the world out of a backpack. You know, it seemed good for the farm. It was, you know, but where do I go from here? You know, so we got to find that shit for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Kind of what that kind of pie chart looks like. You know, what our, you know, what our life portfolio, you know, looks like, what it's comprised of, what it's made of. Sure. The Midlife Mail podcast would not be possible without the support of some incredible brand partners. I only recommend brands I use, believe in, and trust. And each brand was handpicked by me for a specific reason. I believe in these guys, not just because they're great companies with great people behind them, but because the stuff works. I use these to stay at my peak and I suggest you do too. So go over to midlifemail.com and click on special offers for exclusive Midlife Mail discounts and promotions. That makes sense. How, how did you even get into the coaching business? Like, how do you even, you know, go about pricing it and like figuring out like how to even start creating the, the content, the, like everything you deliver on that and, and even getting clients? Yeah. Another great question. And one, just start, you know, that's the other one. One, just start. Don't think about the monetization aspect of it. Think about where you can add value and where you can be most effective mm-hmm. and sure. what, and what needle you want to move, you know, for the recipient. Yeah. Um, 
because there's never like a right time and there's never a right price <laughs> on, on any of this. You know, what I did um, for me was I created a program. Like I started, I wrote down kind of, hey, what do I want to coach to? What do I think I have to say? What do I want to say? And what are my own deeply personal, authentic, vulnerable experiences? It's got to be real, you know? It's got to be authentic. It's got to be, it's got to be you and your voice. And I wrote it all down. What do I want to say? What do I think would help other guys like me? I cannot imagine that I'm alone, but let's say I am, you know, out there. If I am, nobody will buy. You know, but I'm going to take a calculated risk and a guess that there are other middle-aged guys out there that are basically in crisis and struggling with a lot of the stuff that I struggled with and still struggle with. And that we're all works in progress. So that's what I want to coach to. So how do I build out a program, you know, around that? So one, I hired a coach for myself. So I said, okay, if I'm going to offer and sell this product, I should also be a consumer of the same thing. I better believe in this. So let me go and research the best coaches that are out there. Let me go hire the best, you know, the best coach. And that coach can not only help me, but I can understand, listen back to the sessions, the recordings, explain all this. And then that coach can also help me build out my own program and find my own voice. You know, so that was a considerable investment. And that was a six month time period kind of before I felt comfortable launching even my own thing, you know, getting right. up to speed, you know, on it. And then when I felt comfortable enough with it and when we kind of had, you know, a pro, a method, a program, an operating system, some things that I really felt I could coach to, started testing it, you know, with email blasts, you know, mentioning it in the newsletter, social posts about it, asking for people to respond if they were interested, you know, placing some call to action kind of uh, activity, you know, out there. And then I would get on the phone with these guys that responded. You know, fortunately, I had a pretty good response, you know, somewhat out of, out of the gate. Um, learned a lot from that, too. What worked, what didn't work. Have these qualifying calls you know, with guys. And I found a, a number of guys that I think I could have done you know, great work with and really needed the service but couldn't afford what I, what I had priced it at. You know? Then found others that could afford what I had priced it at. But, you know, maybe I didn't even price it high enough because they still weren't, you know, consistent. Like they were harder still to even book the calls or get on. And it's like, why are you pissing all this money away? You know, like it's just relative to like, what's the, what's the draw? You know, how badly do you want it? And you have to learn to work, you know, through, through all of that. And then it was like, well, do I make an offer? Do I, you know, what are we selling on? Are we selling on price? Are we selling on value? Are we selling on expertise? If you make an offer, do you become an offer guy so that nobody buys at your price until you put out another offer? You know, because now you're, I'm not going to buy now. Greg always puts out another offer. You know, you got to kind of think through strategically some of these things. And then it was, what if I tried a group? I've had plenty of people that couldn't afford what my one-on-one -on -one rate was on there. But what if I started a group? And we priced it somewhere. So they didn't get one-on-one, -on -one, but they still got access to me once a week by Zoom, something like this. But now there were 15 of us, you know, in the group. Okay. You know, so you just kind of test. You kind of test and retest, you know, there. But I do think it, 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 all, it all starts with, again, conviction and authenticity. What do you have to say? What value do you deliver? And how is that different from anything else out there? Why you? Mm -hmm. 
what anybody's really buying or listening is even though on your podcast, it's about the guests and everything else, it's still you. Right. That's good. Does Doug ask better questions? You know, does he go deeper? You know, does his background really resonate with me? Am I a former athlete transitioning into this next phase of, of my life? You know, I, am I gaining again? Is this education for me? Like what Doug is providing, is this making me better and smarter? I can't get in the room with Nick. Doug got in the room with Nick. That's as good as me being in the room with Nick. Okay. That's worth something, you know, right there. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's just kind of how, you know, that's kind of just how I, I look at it and you know, try new things and some of them work and some of them don't, you know, like I'll take a new stab with like some content or a new angle with something in the newsletter. Oh, well, that got feedback, you know, or you know, take a poll. Do you want a little bit more of this? Or do you want a little bit more of that? Okay. What's the sample size? I mean, the goal is to try to get the sample size up. Right. Mm-hmm. Be nice if I had more than five people telling me what they want. You know, I'd like 50, you know, and then we're like five. Then maybe we have something to really consider, you know, in there. No, that makes sense. That's super helpful, man. I, I appreciate it. I, I just love um, having conversations with people that are a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> so this has been really helpful. Yeah, and here, well, I, listen, I appreciate that, but I can assure you that I'm not. You know, one thing now I do think I am, and I think you are too, is, you know, persistent. You know, and, and that's going to win. You know, I don't think it's about really being being the smartest, you know, or even being the fastest or anything to get there. I do believe it's about preparation, consistency, and accountability. You keep doing it. Here's the other thing. It's not that people aren't going to invest in you right, you know. They just might not be ready to invest in you right now because they're waiting. They're waiting is to see whether or not you keep doing it. Mm. And the other guy is going to drop off. Okay. Who's again, the horse we want to back. Mm-hmm. Is Doug going to be here mm-hmm. in six weeks, six months, six years doing this? Is it really him? You know, if we're going to sign a sponsorship deal, you know, with him, mm-hmm. is he not only going to deliver, is he going to over deliver? We don't want somebody for three months. We want somebody for three years. Mm-hmm. We really want somebody on the team. We want return on investment. More importantly, we want return on life. Does this guy fit our brand? Does he fit our lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to invest in him? Is he willing to invest in us and deliver? So it's not that they won't invest in you. They just may not invest in you right now because they're waiting for a greater sample size. They're waiting for more proof. You know, and that's, you see that in every business. And I'm going to buy your DVD today gonna wait let's see how it does let's see who else buys it maybe you know let's see if you really are committed to selling these fucking things out of the trunk of your car for the next couple of years and if so yeah maybe i'll back you you know maybe i'll bring them into my big retail store Mm -hmm. hey it's not that i'm not gonna let you be my insurance agent or i'm not interested it's not right now been with my guy for 10 years you're gonna be around for 10 years think about it if I just fired him tomorrow because you walked in the door, would you want me to do the same thing to you? How do you want to be treated in mm-hmm. there? You got to earn it. So yeah, study the business, land some accounts that are similar to mine. You know, show me you're going to be here tomorrow. You know, I mean, keep calling on me, man. Put in the fucking reps, do the work. It was like we did, you know, 
Yeah. And then maybe I'll open the door. Hmm? Give you the chance to knock it down. In order for you to get hired, somebody else has got to get fired. Mm. Let's be real about this. Hmm? Why? There should be a significant barrier to entry for anybody you work with because you get the clients you deserve. You don't want that client that makes it easy for you to get in because they're also going to make it hard once you're there. When you're pain in your ass, it's not the one you want. You want the one that's going to stay with you. It's going to grow with you that you can grow with. A lot harder. It's going to take a lot longer. But that's just what people don't want to hear. Yeah. They want to hear, I'm going to go interview this guy. We're going to become best friends. I'm going to have a five-figure sponsorship deal, you know, by the time I leave Austin. And then he's going to connect me to 10 other people. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to be like this guy, you know, like within a year. But what you haven't seen is you didn't see the 10 years worth of work that went into it. Mm-hmm. We look at where people are now. Don't look at where they are now. Ask them where they were. Go back to the beginning. What are the steps that you took? What was, the, what was your playbook? What was your maximized action plan? What did you do every day to get where you are now? And then do that. They're not ahead of you in life. They're any better, any different. They're just there. Or they're just, they just started earlier. You can't shorten the process. You have to start the process, then work the process, and you will get there. You can't just shorten the process. Expect I'm going to jump all these other steps, and I'm going to be there. You can work with people again. They can save you time, energy, money, and everything else. But you can't re- you can't eliminate that you know that gap. You can't eliminate that time, that experience. Not all of it. Hmm. I mean, I think if you get that across, I think you win big. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm going to do for, you know, this is like the intro. Like, I'm not even asking you for the business right now. Now it's like giving, 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 you know, like, I, next year I might, the year after that I might, year after that, I'm still doing this. You're probably going to ask me. <laughs> yeah. It's every, it's every business, man. I just, I cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough. It's every business. Like I'm getting started in speaking right now, like keynote speaking and getting out, you know, on trying to get on stages, small, medium, large, anything, opportunities to speak out there. And I am working with, with some of the best in the business. Like these guys are fucking incredible. They're speaking 60, 70, 80 times, you know, a year for ridiculous, you know, speaking fees. They're pros. The work that went into that, is, is unbelievable. So you got people at the beginning of their journey, even like me, you can take 20, 30 years of career and everything else. Then we're starting at rock bottom. Who gives a shit, basically. Why, why are you even relevant? Why does somebody want to hear you? Like, what do you actually have to say? You know, the problem you're trying to solve, what's your credibility? Why are you the guy? And like, what's the transformation that's going to happen when I listen to you? Like, you know, but these agents, these bureaus, these companies, they won't even look at you. I don't even look at you until you've put in the work, until you have a reel 
you know, a, a, a speaker's reel until you've been out there, you know, it's chicken of the egg thing, you know, until you have the right materials, until you've done it. It's like, you know, how many people they hear from that are like, I'm the greatest speaker in the world and I've got all this and da 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 da. It's like, <clears throat> gone tomorrow. Like, they just think they can just start at the top. They don't have any of the right materials. They haven't made the investment. They haven't gone to the boot camps. They haven't tested it in, you know, tiny little rooms where nobody's listening. You know? They haven't built the foundation. They haven't given these guys the tools that they need to even make you saleable and scalable. Mm. So it's like the best thing that you can do then is like, hey, great to meet you. I have nothing for you right now. You know, like I'm, a, I'm 90 days, I'm a year or whatever away from being, you know, ready, but just wanted to say hi, you know, for right now. Don't waste their time. Don't waste anybody's time. Yeah. That makes sense. So you, you've started getting into the speaking stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, trying to, mm-hmm. but you know, again, to that, like, you know, my process was similar to what I'm outlining to you, who are the best in the business and how can I surround myself with those people and how can they teach me what I need to know and make me better mm-hmm. expedite the process? Certainly not eliminate the process. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But can I learn from the best? Can they maybe shorten the runway a little bit? Can they make me better faster? Can they tell me exactly what to do? Can I follow their playbook? Still might be five years, you know, for me. It's better than 10. Yeah. Still might never have, still might not end up being good at it. I may learn that it's not what I love to do. Don't know. But you got to make the investment and you got to do it the right way. Because if you don't, you're not going to get a second chance at it. And you're not going to be believable and authentic and credible and relatable. You're just going to be another guy that's reaching out, you know, thinking that you expect it, you know, to come to you. When you think other people are just going to help you, you know, for like no reason. You got to up, you got to hold up not only your end of the bargain, but you have to do more. Mm-hmm. You got to give them so much more. Holy shit. Every time Greg sends me something, it's better than it was before. And it's made my job easier to get him booked or to get him up there. You know? Yep. He's literally practicing in his garage every day while he's riding his bicycle. You know, he's literally talking to guys like Doug for 45 minutes. This is just as much about me as it is about you right now. I'll listen to this back. I have no idea if anything I've said is any fucking good right now. It is. <laughs> hey, thank you. But I mean, it's good. But, Tell me me. <laughs> but I'm just saying both. I'm just saying, but this is, you know, it's a two-way street. Like, okay, what I'm, I'm trying out material right now too. Like, how does this really land? Where does it go? Maybe this becomes three posts. Maybe this becomes a newsletter. Maybe it's, hey, what did we just do right here? Is it different from what anybody else is doing and from whatever anybody else is saying? Hope so, think so. But if you can get people thinking, if you can get them questioning, if you can get them acting, I think you got something, you know, there. So it's like, what makes you unique? What makes you you? And it doesn't have to be appealing to everybody in the world. It shouldn't be. 
it should attract and it should repel exactly what you want it to. You're not willing to do the work. You want seven minute abs. You want the shortcuts and other stuff. I put out. I'm not your fucking guy. Like it should repel all of those people. You want to know like the cold, hard truth of what it was like to play basketball in Kentucky and get up every day. I can give you that. Want to know what it looks like in an apartment and getting up and traveling and exercising. If you're, I can give you that. Like whatever, whatever you got. Like, Good. So like to try to take a business from zero to X. Like, let me tell you what it's really like. Okay. Here's the picture that looks great on fucking Instagram. And here's the episode as it ended up. That sounds great. Let me tell you what's in between. That's interesting. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Like, I think that's why I like, like hard knocks and all that other stuff. Like I'm interested, like those shows, that stuff is really interesting to me. I think the reason so much of that stuff is successful, that behind the scenes stuff, is because that's what we really want to know. What is it I'm not seeing? What is it I'm missing? What goes on, you know, when the cameras are, are off? Like, what's the work you're doing when nobody's watching? Mm. That's the difference. Like, that's okay. the questions that even I was asking, like the guys that got off stage, like, I see you here. We spent thousands of dollars you know, to go to the boot camp and we hear you and you're amazing. And what I'm really interested in is what do you do when you leave here? Like who actually built the deck? You know, how much of that was you or how much did you, you know, hire out and how did you find the people you hired out to? How many times do you rehearse that speech or have you done it to make it sound that good? What do you do back in your hotel room? Quite frankly, maybe I don't want to know all of it, but what do you do when you get out of here and go back to your hotel room Knowing we have to do this again tomorrow, you've got to host it, but you also have a seven-figure business, you know, to run. But yet you seem so calm, so focused, so locked in, not reaching for your phone every two seconds. And I got to believe it's all blowing up around you. Like, that's the shit I really want to know. And yet you still got up and I still saw you in the hotel gym this morning at six o'clock in the morning. How the fuck do you do that? Because the easier move, sleeping in. The easier move, you know, not being so amazing, quite frankly, on stage, where all of us are like, whoa, okay. And by the way, how much of that comes natural to you? I cannot replace your photographic memory. I do not have a photographic memory. God bless you for having a photographic memory that you can read shit once, go on stage and recite it to all of us. I don't have that. But what can I get from this? What do I have? What can I learn from you? So there's, there's, my, there's my rant, but like, that's all the shit that I'm into. Like, that's the stuff that fires me up. No, I love that. <laughs> Dude, you're, it's, I, I told, I, I've talked about this on the podcast, I've talked about it before, but like I, right now, my, the two big things that I really want to focus on where I am, being relatively early on is like, how can I get more experience experiences and how can I get more exposure? So like having these conversations with you who, you know, you're exposing me to the thought processes and, th and things that like, I just don't, I haven't come across yet, you know, just yeah. lack, absence of time. And I think, you know, going to HPLT or having these experiences where like I can, it just, it changes, it unlocks new levels in your mind that aren't there and you're never going to get them unless you put yourself in those situations or have the exposure. 
Absolutely. And it's a continuing evolution and growth process. You know, we don't even know what we don't know. Right. But we're out there again, trying to look, you know, trying, I mean, the Samoans are trying to, we're trying to figure it out. Even if that means what we're finding out is no to this, no to that. It's not that it's not, okay. Eventually we will, we'll, we'll hit oil. You know, we're going to hit something that, that is going to work. And again, everybody does it differently. Everybody has a way, but some of the, the, the kind of the underlying principles under which they all operate are very similar or the same, regardless of what their widget is, their platform, their demographic, whatever. Certain characteristics are inherent in leaders and in successful people. Again, they still operate with intention. They still have preparation. They still have consistency. They still have accountability. They're still, you know, open-minded, growth mindset oriented. And there's certain, again, values. Now, they may operate all off their calendars, you know, and have, again, what they say no to and what they say yes to and how they do it. But you may be a 5 a.m. guy. I may be a 5 p.m. guy. You know? No, some guys work out at lunch, you know? But here's the other thing. They're all, they're all doing it. They're all exercising. You know what? Here's what's, here's what's consistent. They're all taking care of their, themselves. Okay, doesn't matter. The time matters what works for you. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you have to wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning to be successful. It's not the only way. It's a way for some. I don't believe you have to work 24 seven, hustle, grind, sleep when you're dead. Don't think that sounds very good. You, know? you give some guys a hundred million and they go, fuck yeah, I'm 900 million away from a billion. Let's go. They put the suit on. You give a few, some other guys a few dollars and they go, Thank you very much, Seattle. Good night. And they walk off stage and they're done. You know, they're back. Now they're like, hey, I want a bike. I want to hike. I want to live. You know, everybody has a different, different metric for success. They have different goals in there. You just have to come, you just have to find the one that works best for that works best for you. And these conversations, you know, help to do that to be transparent, to be authentic, to be vulnerable. Like I'd air this, quite frankly. I would literally fucking shoot my own horn. I would air this. And I'd be like, hey, you know what? You don't see, you don't see the questions. These are the questions, the insecurities, the vulnerabilities. Like this is what we're really trying to do. Yeah. Hey, you know, today for the next couple, I'm going to do a series on, on, you know, I'm going to do a series on kind of growing and monetizing and scaling my business. And guess what? I don't know what to do. So I'm going to go ask 10 people and I'm going to tell you what they share. I'm going to give you what they shared with me. You know? And then from here, maybe I'll share. Here's what my plan turned out to be. I took this little piece from Greg. I took this little piece from Nick. I took this little thing. I applied that aggregate, curate, eliminate thing. And here's what I came up with, you know? Like I'd, I'd play in that area, you know, like maybe I'll do the same, turn around and be like, Hey, I had this conversation with, with Doug today and it turned into this whole other thing. And I thought I would share it with you guys mm-hmm. because he had no fucking idea what he was getting himself into when he jumped on the zoom that I was <laughs> waking up on the wrong side of the bed and was completely fucking fired up and had a horrible conversation with a guy last night and wasn't listening to anything. And it's like, no, I'm fucking doing it this way. 
wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Not what I thought I was going to do at 10 o'clock in the morning. But that's kind of the way it works sometimes. So just thought maybe you'd be interested in seeing what that looks like, you know, or sharing with sharing that with you. Let me know your thoughts. I love that. You may get 50 people that are like, fuck yeah, Doug, I'll help you. Also. Or yeah, I feel the exact same way. I have like six people listening to my podcast right now. It's like a tree falling in the woods. Do you know how lucky you are to have a thousand? You know, like that's the other stuff we forget. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like, hey man, like you're bitching and moaning or thinking about monetizing and jumping these ra- these 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 positions and getting here faster and everything else. You also realize you're getting on a plane and you're going to go down and you're going to go spend an hour with Nick. Like, you know what I'd give for an hour with Nick? I mean, that's my MBA right there. The roster of guests on your podcast, the roster of guests on mine, that's my MBA. You can't put a price on that. Try calling any successful entrepreneur and CEO and being like, hey, I'd like an hour of your time one-on-one to sell you insurance. You think you're getting it? You're not fucking getting it. No way. You're getting valuable time with incredible human beings. Use it really wisely. Ask them the questions you really want to know the answers to. Get in deeper. Ask them for more time. Can we walk around? You know? Can I take a look behind this door? You know? Can I follow you on your workout? You know? Who is in your inner circle? Who do you go to for advice? What's the question nobody ever asks you? You've done a hundred of these. What's the question you're waiting for somebody to ask you? It kind of opens up that door. You're like, oh, like, oh, finally, somebody asked me, you know? Mm-hmm. All they want to know is about my book and they want to know about my running and they want to know about my supplements. They want to know about, like, nobody ever fucking asks me about like, you know, what my dad was like. Hmm? Nobody ever asked me like what kind of woman I'm looking to marry. You know, like anything. I'm just ma- making shit up right now. It stands out. That's helpful. And that's again, that to me, that's the stuff I want to know. That's the scary shit. Like, can you ask the scary question? You know? Can you do the thing maybe the other guy wouldn't do? Like we were at HPLT. And again, I go to these other things like, Anybody have a question out there? How long is that pause before somebody actually decides to stand up and ask that question? Mm-hmm. A lot of places it's really long. It's like, it's like really awkwardly long. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the guys on the stage and the guys in the crowd. They're not afraid to say it. So that's why they're on stage. It's probably taking them a very long fucking time to get there too. A lot of life experiences, a lot of stuff. And then you see, okay, other people surprise you. You look around, And they stand up and they ask a good question. Their heart rate might be pounding out of their chest. We don't know, or maybe they're okay with it. But they had the balls, you know, the courage to stand up. And in front of a group of people, ask a question that could be construed as, I don't know, maybe you laughed at, I don't know, who knows, you know? We say there are no stupid questions. Yeah, there are, you know, it's like, but it doesn't matter. But it's a process. 
Like go in with a goal. Like I went into HBLT and I went into the speakers thing with a goal of anytime they asked for a, qu a question or anytime they asked for feedback, I was going to take that opportunity. I was going to get outside my comfort zone and I was going to say something to the point where they'd probably ignore me because now my hand has gone up every time and they have to give somebody else an opportunity to speak. But everybody in Detroit was going to leave knowing who I was. That was my goal. Maybe they don't like me. They don't like what I had to say. They don't like any of my questions. But there were 41 people in the room and they were at least going to know my name. And they were going to know what I speak about by the time the weekend was over. Because on average, out of 41 people, maybe 15, maybe 20 get that shot. Because every time they ask for feedback or every time they ask for a who's got a question or anything, four or five hands go up. So you're talking about what, 10%. They can only call on so many. How many opportunities cumulatively are, are there? Take them. And here's what happens. Mm -hmm. When they take a break, everyone, people start walking up to you. Oh, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I like that comment. Or, oh, you, I didn't realize you were in that other mastermind with these guys. I'm thinking about doing that too. Would you give me some feedback, you know, on that? Yes, absolutely, I would, Mr. Founder, CEO, Pulitzer Prize winner, five times New York Times, best-selling author guy. Yes, I absolutely will give you some of my fucking time. Of course I will. I would never get that opportunity before. You're going to have, and by the way, maybe when you give all that information away for free or your insight and everything else, maybe there's an opportunity. Oh, really? Like, why don't you come on my podcast? It'd be awesome. You happen to fit the demographic. You happen to be a 63-year-old man living in Boulder, Colorado right now who's had an unbelievable career. I'd love to have you on. You just helped him. But if you stayed silent in the room, never would have known. Probably never would have happened. I love that. I'm just processing everything, dude. <laughs> you give me so much good stuff. I really appreciate it. And I, I really do appreciate your time. I think where I'm at, it's like, man, I've got these goals, these dreams. I want to be successful. I want to, I really genuinely want to help people. And I, and I don't want to take for granted, you know, what I've been able to accomplish to this point in my eyes, you know, I've done, I've done some stuff, but at the same time, like, I feel like I haven't even gotten started. Like, I feel like there's so much more I can do to help people and to grow and to do things. So that's like that fine line of where I'm, you know, trying to balance where I don't, I don't want to be. That's yeah. the awesome part. Like, that's exactly where you're at. Right. Like, and you can. Like, I mean, that's exactly where I'm at. I mean, that's exactly where a lot of us are at. And that at any age, at any stage, it's not only possible, but it is highly probable for you to have all of the success that you want if you just continue to do the work. Stack those little wins, like, every day. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. Just keep doing it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. just continue to, you know, continue to sharpen the focus, continue to sharpen, you know, the lens, find your lane, your niche, your space, your differentiators, and then just keep doing them. Say it, say the same thing, but say it a thousand different ways. <laughs> the saying go. But figure out really what it is. I like, can have fun 
figuring it out too. That's the other cool part. Like who really gives a shit? Like we will listen to this today. They'll forget about it tomorrow. Somebody else may listen to it today and they'll, they'll keep something from this with them, you know, for the rest of their lives. Just keep doing it. Keep trying. Keep getting better. You probably won't even remember half the time the difference, you know? Like, I, I don't, you go back and go, whoa, okay. But then it'll come back again, you know? Or somebody will reach out and be like, hey, I heard that thing you said like six months ago. Oh, that thing. Yeah, I haven't even thought about that thing, you know, since then. Maybe I should bring that back. Mm. And keep using that. So, you know, that's the cool part. Um, always happy to collaborate, you know, always happy to do this stuff. Uh, you know, for me, this is, this is energizing, you know, these opportunities, uh, it's energizing. And I would lean into that stuff, the stuff that is energizing and fills your tank versus the stuff that, that, that drains it, you know, and empties it, you yeah. know, people, places, things, experiences, all of that. And just keep putting yourself in places that continue to energize you and, and, and fill your tank. Um, and I just, the slight delta on that is, you know, look, we all have to do things we don't want to do also, you know, the minutiae, the monotony, the bullshit, you know, like we got to edit this stuff. We got to light it. We got to do it. We got to pay our bills and our taxes and everything. Like those are the necessary things again, that go on when people aren't watching that you absolutely have to do that cannot be all rainbows and unicorns all day, every day. But the real stuff I'm talking about is those macro level activities that should be energizing and positive and filling your tank that help really get you to your goals. Mm-hmm. And like set some time to handle the foundational fundamentals, bullshit stuff that everybody has to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you don't do that, mm-hmm. you don't have a strong foundation. The growth becomes a lot harder. No doubt. No, that's super, that's super helpful, man. And I can't, I can't thank you enough for who you are, the way you lead. And, and honestly, I just, I just want to follow good leaders and, and be humble and learn and just be grateful for, just the time, honestly, like I, I genuinely want to help people and I appreciate you helping me. That means a lot. Now, look, it is, it is absolutely my pleasure anytime. Um, yeah, but seriously, I'd run it. Like if you're cool with it, I may run some of this, you know, and yeah. put it out there. And here's what I'd also do. Like go share the dialogue with Nick or anybody. Like we've actually, we've even talked about some other good people. Like, Hey, like I think there's stuff to that, that again is genuine and authentic and like, People are out there motivating and inspiring other people. They don't even know it, you know, like through their, through their actions and through their activities and they're putting themselves out there and they want to feel good about it too. Like, okay, man, thought you might want to hear this. I thought this is pretty fucking interesting. Thought we'd be over here. We ended up over here, you know? hundred percent. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I appreciate you reaching out again. That's, that's the shit you can't put a price on. You, know? you, you just even asked for the conversation. Like, like, don't sell that stuff short. Like, keep asking for that. More people will say yes than will say no. And the ones that say no, it's not necessarily a no. It might be a no right now. You know? Might be a no, but there's fucking plenty more. Plenty more that are out there. You know? I love that. I appreciate it, man. If there's anything I can ever do to help you, please, please don't hesitate. I mean, I'd love to help you as well. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. I love it. I will tell you, that's another thing. Take people up on that. So here's what you can do for me. Okay. When we're done, like stick the phone in your face and give me 30 seconds of why you thought this conversation was valuable. 
and I'll use it for something. I don't know what exactly just right now, but that's what I, you know, it means a lot when people say good things. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. So stick the camera on yourself, take 10, 20, 30 seconds and shoot it back to me. That's what you can do for me. That would be awesome. All right. I definitely will. Can I take a, a story really quick too? Absolutely. <laughs> See, in full post-workout mode. Let's go. I'll throw that up as well. All right, um, hey man, seriously, anything you need, do not be a stranger. Hit me up. Have fun in Austin. Hmm? Yes, and, sir. Yeah, and let me know how it goes. You're in you're in Houston, you said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to get out there sometime to, to, to get a workout in or something as well. We gotta got a link, that'd be sweet. That would be great. Let me know. Also, Austin's more fun. I'm there every couple of weeks anyway. So like if you're back in the Austin area, you're getting anybody else on. Again, don't be a stranger. Just let me know. And if we can coordinate something, we, we definitely will. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. You got it, brother. Have a great day, Doug. Take care. Thanks, Greg. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the work with me page to explore options.